Hey, everybody. Brad here from the Rooted in Logos podcast. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. I wanted to start just with a quick disclaimer. This episode is not for young listeners. We are getting into some pretty heavy subject matter and subject matter that could be considered too mature for children. I wanted to jump on here and make this disclaimer before the episode started because you're going to hear me say a few minutes in to just skip ahead by about five or 10 minutes until we get to our normal topic. But we never got to that topic. So I wanted to let you guys know up front that this is a tough episode. We think it's an important one. We think it's one that needs to be out there. We think it's one that you need to hear, but we do advise listener discretion for this episode. The entire episode is about exposing evil, so it is sensitive. It is a tough one to get through. So with that in mind, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Rooted in Logos podcast. My name is Brad. I am joined, as always, by my dear friend, Austin Samuel Loop. There it did is. Did I get it right? There it is. All right. I just want to point out, Carter did not tell me that. Hey, okay. Okay, okay. You gave me a little hint. You said right around the same era, same time, and there we are. There it so, is. That is my middle um, name. I'm so happy. But no, I, I, there's a little bit of disappointment here, because it's like I, I, I need something now to, I don't know. I mean, we can move back into my library. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Shot back to uh, the first couple episodes. If you haven't listened, go back and Where listen to I that. Accused Austin and Emily of witchcraft. Wow! Now you really have to go back to. I did. Th- you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The <laughs> listeners have to go back and be like, "What? Yeah, go listen to the first couple episodes. Uh, You'll so, find out." So we are at episode fifty-five. Fifty-five. Yep. It, Oddly enough, Austin said that about 10 minutes ago, and I already forgot what number it was, but it's okay. Numbers are hard. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to start off. We, we obviously have, we have a topic like we do every week. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about some verses out of context. We did this a number of months ago, and we just want to add some more verses that are commonly taken out of context. Um, it, my format for, for the verses I chose is a little different. There's an overarching theme and a number of verses that people use to fit that theme. And then Austin, I think, has a few specific verses that we're gonna we're gonna go through, maybe a couple, but just couple. But first, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant, and and I want Austin to join in on this rant. And also, actually, before I get into the rant, look, <laughs> I have a dog. I have two dogs, um, as as everyone well knows. Uh, one of them is a nine month old husky who is very vocal, and when he wants something, he will continue to tell you he wants it until you give it to him. I don't hear him. I don't. It's fine. So, <laughs> the last few weeks, he has been coming through the microphone because he's outside. We're in my kitchen, and my backyard is is kind of behind us through the basically through the bathroom, and on this other bathroom wall is is my backyard, and he's out there on the deck because he wants to come in because Austin, especially because Austin's here, like he's there's a new person here, you know. So he barks, and I don't know how to stop it. And until we have a studio of our own where it's quieter and easier cool. to deal with. We're going to have to be unprofessional and have random noises of my dogs. And so I apologize in advance. And if you don't like it, come take them for a walk while we record. Um, I'll give you a dollar each week. But anyway. And free water. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, free water. That's fine. (laughs) From the tap, though. From the tap. Yeah. Lukewarm. The hose outside. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so anyway, just that's that. But okay. Now for my rant. And Austin, I hope hope you do have some thoughts. I'm sure you will. We're getting on it. Let's do it. But I'm going to preface this first by saying, if you have kids that are listening to this, thank you for li- letting them listen. I think that's great because I think they need to dive deep into the word just like we do. However, I'm going to get into some sensitive topics for the next five, ten minutes. and Word usage. Prepare. Word usage and different ideas that are being presented that just really grind my gears. So Evil. Evil stuff. Evil. We but are is, exposing evil. But it is a sensitive topic, yep. and and it's explicit. It's going to be explicit. So, warning you now that if you have the kids, either pause this, send them away, listen to it later, or just hit that 30-second skip button a few times until you don't hear words that make you uncomfortable. Uh, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> so, with that warning, here we go. Four pretty big stories came out this last week that have a very a very common theme and it's this well theme 1a 1 and theme 2 there are two themes kind of overarching all of these and the biggest theme is gender ideology and gender fluidity 
and transitioning and transgender and all these nonsensical ideas. And kind of below that, a little subtopic that these all kind of hit on uh, in one way or another is the sexualization of our children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that for whatever reason, and, and I don't fully understand the why other than just it's evil. So, so I don't, but uh, I try to like to find the why in some of these things and I, I just can't wrap my mind around the why. Yeah. But some of the, a couple of these stories I'm going to bring up leaves you scratching and going, why? Why is this happening other than it's just evil? Yeah. And, and so I'm going to get into these stories. And like I said, it is going to be explicit. There's going to be some, you know, some conversations that are uncomfortable. But let, I'm going to start, I'm going to start easy. I'm going to ease into this. Yeah. And this gets into the, we hate truth. The left, and I'm not talking necessarily just the political left. I'm talking like the, the, the quote unquote, leftist version of of Christianity, the leftist version of the social side of issues. I'm not talking about your classic Democrat who just wants to raise taxes and and thinks that, you know, I, I don't know, that the rich don't pay enough. Like, I, I, I'm not talking about them. We can have reasonable conversations with those people. Yeah. 100%. If we disagree on tax policy, disagree on foreign policy, immigration, those are things we can absolutely have rational conversations with and obviously not change our children's minds, but a lot of times we can find some sort of middle ground that That's where neither the one's really happy. That's but, where the compromise yeah. comes in. Yeah. But I'm talking about these people that we cannot compromise with. Yes. And I'm going to start off by saying that we talk a lot in this country about unity and about how we need to become a unified country again. The four stories I'm about to bring up, if you believe these four stories are okay, I do not want to be unified with you. No. Period. No. I don't want to share a country with you. I don't want to share a city with you. I don't want to share a town with you. I, 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 I pray for you. I love you as a human being, but I want nothing to do with you as far as being my do life together neighbor. Yeah. Right. Well, and a quick sidestep, but on the <clears throat> same topic, that's biblical. We, as Christians and non-Christians, we are not to be unified with them. We're not to, supposed to be yoked with them. Yeah. We are to be equally yoked. And if you are yoked together with an unbeliever in even going into outside of biblical aspects, just the workplace. It says, don't even get into a business partnership with unbelievers because you guys are equally unequally yoked. Right. Yeah. So I, I there is no unifying with the people that, that hold to these values. So I'm going to start with the first one. Again, it's pretty tame compared to the other ones I'm going to get into. So Time Magazine released their Women of the Year. Hmm. One of the women of the year was Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services, Rachel Levine. Now, if you don't pay attention to politics, if you don't know who that is, let me tell you who that is. Rachel Levine is a dude. That's a man. That's a straight, that's a man. Straight up man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, mean, I can't it, even. T- <laughs> I, I know. <clears throat> anyway. I know. I get it. But, but Rachel Levine, a man, is now one of Time Magazine's 2020 Women of the Year. So many ways I could go on this. So many, so many rants I could have. One of them being, we are just demeaning women. Like if you are a real feminist, quote unquote, in the pure sense of the term feminist, yeah. this should outrage you. And most of them, it, it does. Most of them, it does. But this should outrage you. This is a man who has male parts taking over a woman of the taking the woman of the year place. But I digress. That's a different rant that I could go on, and maybe one Times day I'll have a signaling. maybe one day I'll have like a bonus episode where i just yell about things like this but maybe not i don't know it'll be our four hour episode <laughs> extended edition but here's why i go with this um there was a a tweet sent out by the babylon Bee. oh no and i don't know if you're familiar with the babylon Bee, but if just a real, they are a christian satire site so if you guys remember the onion used to be really popular political satire uh mag news magazine whatever quote unquote but a satire they, they came up with outlandish headlines and wrote funny stories this is a Christian version of that. That write really write some really funny stuff. I highly encourage you to go check them out because they're hilarious. And most of their stuff were actually pretty believable. <laughs> some of this stuff becomes believable for sure. Yeah. But they put out a tweet. They wrote a headline, something to the effect of, and I, actually, I think I have it here. The Babylon Bee put out a, a man of the year in response to Time Magazine's Women of the Year. Yeah. And the man of the year was at was Rachel Levine. <laughs> that was he was their man of the year, and it's a he. I, like I'm not going to call yeah. Rachel Levine a she. It was, he was named Man of the Year by the Babylon Bee in a satirical site, or a satirical uh, uh, article. Twitter pulled that tweet and then banned the Babylon Bee (laughs) from Twitter. Wow. Because they called Rachel Levine a man. A biological man. 
The Babylon Bee CEO, Seth Dillon, says they've been locked out of their account for hateful conduct wow. by, call, by misgendering Rachel Levine. Because Rachel Levine believes that he is a she. Twitter, big tech, hate the truth. They hate it. They hate truth. One of the quotes that he has, and he is standing behind it, he is absolutely not taking the tweet. He said he refuses to delete the tweet. He said, if it means I'm now kicked off Twitter, guess what? I'm kicked off Twitter. Yeah. But he says, truth is not hate speech. And and, and that's what... That's where we're com- that's where we're getting to right now. Yeah. And I don't think people are paying a lot of attention to this for whatever reason. I don't know why. Or they just blow it off and say, oh, it's not a big deal. You cannot call a biological male a male if they don't want you to. Right. They will ban you from Twitter. They hate the truth. So let's just start there. The left or the left side of these issues, the, the, the social left, hate truth. So we're going to start right there. They hate truth. Yeah. Second story I'm going to bring up. Leah Thompson. No, sorry, Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas is a swimmer at Virginia Tech University. Leah Thomas was a biological... Leah Thomas is a biological male. Still a dude. Leah Thomas is competing in women's swimming in the NCAA for Virginia Tech. He was in the 400th level rankings in men's men's, swimming and is the number one women swimmer. He... Just won an NCAA championship. Yeah. In women's swimming. By the way, crushed the second place finisher. What? Who, by the way, was the first place finisher. Yeah, she won. She won. Leah Thomas didn't win. I want you all, not around your kids. Well, I mean, nothing's exposed. But I want you all to look at the picture of Leah Thomas on the podium in in his one piece. They hate the truth so much that they are saying that is a woman. Yep. No breasts. I mean, I told you I was going to graphic a bulge because his parts are still there. And it's very obvious his parts are still there. Mm-hmm. And when doing an interview, he makes no attempt to even sound like a girl. Like, that wouldn't make it any better. Yeah. But, like, makes no attempt of it. Hmm. Deep voice, male voice, taking spots away from girls and women who have worked their entire lives to make it to that championship. Yeah. To make it to that meet. There are 16 people that placed for that, that qualified for that last race. That means the 17th woman, the 17th person, should have been in that race because he took a position from her. Mm. They hate truth. They hate truth. So you think, okay, Brad, why does this bother you so much? These are adults. These are, these are adults making their own decisions. It, yeah, it's dumb. It doesn't make sense logically. But why do you care? Why do you care? Next two stories. This is why I care. This is why I care. Because you, you hear this thing about slippery slopes. I'm tired of people complaining about slippery slope arguments. Because every time somebody like me and Austin, every time someone like John Cooper from Skillet or, or John Harris that we've interviewed for, for this show on Conversations That Matter, anytime we come out and say, look, even the political people, Matt Walsh, the guys that aren't necessarily Christians that come out and are on our side of things politically and culturally, say, look, this is a slippery slope. Like, if we let this happen, this is going to happen. Yeah. And then this is going to happen. Every time we do it, it happens. Yeah. It, it, be, it, it comes true. So, oh, Brad, you're just, you're freaking out over nothing. These are adults, whatever, they make their own decisions. Okay, fine. Next two stories. First one. And Austin, I hope, I hope your answer is no, and I wish my answer was no. Have you ever heard of the Sexy Summer Camp? Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> it's a no. No. Okay. Not a bad thing. Here is Sexy Summer Camp, and this is where things are really going to get graphic. Sexy Summer Camp is a camp founded, and I, when I first heard this story, I thought California, right? I thought California. Right. I thought yeah. Seattle. Whatever. No. Founded in Appalachia, Kentucky. What? Oh, come on, Appalachia. Come on. Apparently, it's been around since, I think, 2012. Uh, Whitesburg, Kentucky, 2012. Their founder is a woman by the name of Tanya Turner. I'm going to name names. I'm not, I don't care. Tanya Turner calls herself a, quote, femme, fat, queer, magical pleasure worker who was raised by a host of witchy women in a coven-like mountain matriarchy and uses crystals, sex toys, and tarot in her teaching. Now, Brad, why do you care what this woman does? Here's why I care what this woman does. This woman is teaching children, as young as third grade, about sex. Yeah, how to pleasure themselves. Not not biological sex. Now, granted, third graders don't necessarily need to know the anatomy and how things work at that point anyway. No, no, they don't. I don't think that's appropriate timing, but let's set that for aside for just a moment. Let's listen to some of these topics that this camp gets into. Teaching kids as young as third grade. Sex liberation. Gender exploration. BDSM. 
If you don't know what that is, don't look it up. But that's bondage. You know, sex with, with bondage. Being a sex worker. Self-managed abortions. Sexual activity while using licit and illicit drugs. How to masturbate. Anal play. And I'm sorry. Like, this is not stuff I want to say. Yeah, no. But legitimately, this is this is a woman teaching this to kids, not in some hippy-dippy place in California where you're like, okay, that makes sense. It would happen. It's still wrong. But, like, at least I can logically see why it's happening there because right. it's a cesspool. Right. <laughs> this is happening in the mountains of Kentucky. and has been happening since 2012. Oh, my goodness. 2012. I don't, I don't have the numbers. I haven't fully explored everything. But one of the workshops, Sex With Me, name of the workshop, for children. Right. I'm just going to read this description because, again, I just think, I, I maybe, maybe I'm wrong, <clears throat> but I think it's super important for us to know exactly what we're up against here. Well, okay. Let's am, I, get, am I wrong with that? Let's give some scripture to back this up. All right. So, this is Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, let's go, starting verse 10. Oh, no, let's start in verse 9. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Verse 11 takes off with what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret, which we are doing, and it's shameful. Verse 13, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So, right here, we see what is what is pleasing to the Lord. One, taking no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. Two, exposing them, bringing light to them, showing everybody that they exist and that they are there. Three, it is so shameful even just to speak about it. And it is. We, literally, just what we're reading, it is shameful. Yeah. And as shameful as it is, it is still important for us Christians to look at this, to know what is going on. Yeah. And uh, John Cooper, John Cooper points out, it's like, well, <laughs> I, I can't have his voice. They're like, that, is, that is years of screaming into a microphone true. is what that, that is. True. But he's like, oh, Cooper, Cooper, why, why do you got to get into all this, these, uh, this social justice and these wars and stuff? He's like, the war has already been started, and they're fighting it. Are, and, and by the way, they're winning. And they're winning. Yeah. Are, and from that standpoint of, oh, well, you know, live, live peaceably with others and live a humble and meek life. It's like, yes, yeah, that's true. Um, but we are in the middle of a war, spiritually speaking, a war. And... We do not have the luxury of standing on the sidelines just watching it. In fact, that is a sin. If you sit there and watch it and know that it's evil and you do not expose it and work against it, you are sinning against a commandment of God. We are to expose it, to show it to the world. Now, the hard part about this is it is being shown to the world, but there is... I, I won't say nobody because there are people like John Cooper, um, like uh, John Harris, the guy we we talked to. There are people like that who are exposing it even more and talking about why it's bad and what we need to do. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do, to be like, okay, it's been exposed. Now we need to combat it saying, this is evil. God is God is giving us up to a debased mind. And the end is coming very yeah. soon. So what do we need to do from here? Well, so just just real quick, I'm I'm gonna read this description just on the sex with me workshop and what what she is teaching and what these people are teaching these kids. Again, as young as third grade. That's ridiculous. Here's what it says: Participants will explore personal views on self pleasure as well as learn techniques to make the most out of their masturbation experience. This workshop will include discussion, games, and some hands on practice. What? Now, in parentheses, it says on hands. Because that makes it better. Practicing on their own hands, not like... <laughs> okay. Another... <laughs> you want to you talk about a slippery slope? Scripture. <laughs> scripture. Scripture, scripture. Okay. What does scripture say about sex outside of marriage? Literally, sexual immorality is everything outside of marriage. Everything. Everything that we have just listed. Everything we have talked about is literally them talking about sex outside of marriage in every possible fashion facet that Satan can think up. And it is outside of the marriage bed between a man and a woman. Therefore, it is abomination. It is sinful. Yeah. God hates it. Yep. 
hates it. Yes, yeah. I guess continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I'm I'm not gonna keep I'm not gonna keep reading all these descriptions. But again, I just you know these topics are being discussed with t- with with kids as young as third grade and, and teenagers. And these are the people we trust our kids to on a daily basis. Not my kids. Okay, this is the people that <laughs> not some my people, kids <laughs> right trust their kids to on a daily basis. Yeah. These are the people we're. How how is this not pedophilia? It, no, it is. I mean, but how's it not? You're right. This goes back to our episode that we had not too long ago about authority. You know, um, going back to Romans chapter 13, the um, submitting to authority. That if your country, if your government is saying that this is okay, that is so against God. Yeah. And therefore, you do everything you can against it. I just want to point out, they're also throwing in, because they have the trans, I mean, there's a ton of courses and lectures and workshops on trans identity, and how, how you can explore your gender, and, and so on and so forth. There's a, They also hit the race aspect of it. They're hitting all the, the woke political bells here. Oh. Uh, one of their workshops is... Uh, over-sexualization and policing of blackness. Just an arbitrary, just throwing, mm. just throwing some race bait and, bait right. and crap. Like it, it, Get as many people as they can. It, it's unreal to me. That's and, what and, Satan does. And again, Brad, why does this matter? Because these are our kids. Parents who send their kids to this camp should be put in jail. Kids taken away, put in jail. I, that's harsh. You, the foster care system is overrun as it is. I don't care. That right there, <laughs> that would, yeah, that, it, yeah. go away. Those, th- yeah. those parents should never be allowed to birth children ever again, raise children, be around children, look at children, see them on the side of the road, nothing. Like, they should not be within 75 miles of a child if they send their kids to this camp. Yeah. The people teaching at this camp should all be brought up on sex charges against against kids, yeah. period. No, no questions asked. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I stopped just short of saying, take him out back and shoot him. Like, I, I stopped just short of that because I, maybe maybe we don't have to stop that. I don't know. But we like, go biblically. I know. Stonings. I, know. I mean, it, it, so that would be the law. So right okay. There. So that's story number three. I got. I got one more. And again, it's because why does this matter? Because these are our kids. Heart rate's going up, bro. Stand by. We might have to. Uh, <laughs> when we put this episode out, we might not be able to call it verses out of context. Maybe not. Maybe we do that. I don't know. But where's my? Maybe we'll just call this one evil headlines. Maybe I'll look up one or something. Real quick, I, I forgot about this one. Uh, there is a, this is, uh, I forgot this story was here that I actually pulled this one up. I didn't have it written down, but I found it a few minutes ago. This June in Indianapolis, Indiana. So again, granted, Indy is probably a pretty liberal city, but in the state of Indiana, not liberal, right? I live in, we live in Indiana. It's not a liberal state as a whole. Indy probably is, but here we go. A sec, this is reading from the Daily Wire. A sex education summer camp for children in, ga- in grades three to five will include a condom demonstration, among other camp activities. The sex ed summer camp for students as young as seven is scheduled to get rolling this June in northern Indianapolis. It's June 6th through 10th from 8 to 5 at a barbecue restaurant. Odd place for one. It's $200. At this case, a flyer for the camp says a condom demonstration for the kids will be part of camp activities. At this age, this is a quote from the flyer. At this age, kids are primed. For level-headed learning. They are information gatherers. There is no shame or ickiness associated with using band-aids, and that that same philosophy is applied to condoms and other barriers in this body-positive curriculum. In addition, the kids will not be separated by gender when learning about puberty, bodies, and sex, because gender is a spectrum, and everyone needs to learn about all bodies. Children do have the option to pass on activities if they're uncomfortable, because that is one way consent culture is modeled. Oh, good, good. We're going to let our fourth grader say oh you know what i'll i'll watch the condom demonstration but this this demonstration that's that's a little much right at 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 what's how old's a fourth grader eight nine ten I, I, maybe less i don't, I don't know. know i i have no concept of that anymore i have a first grader that's five so i so do the math yeah <laughs> nine or ten the camp uses our, and th- this is the quote that i read before Austin got here, that really got me. The camp uses the Our Whole Lives curriculum, which offers a, quote, positive, affirming take on puberty, human sexuality, and social-emotional skills without coercive, abstinence-based strategies. They're not even hiding this anymore. They want your kids having sex as early as possible. Period. Do I know why? No, I have no clue why. Satan. Why in the world? Besides, I mean, yes, Satan, absolutely. And, and, and that should be enough for me 
to 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 be satisfied with that answer. But for some reason, I'm just not. My analytical side of me is like, or lo- even my logical. Why? Logically, why? Why do we need these kids having sex this early? Right. And lo- knowing about this stuff this early, we don't. Period. Well, again, I, and, and, look, I'm 33. I just uh, throw a little bit. I'm 33 years old. I've never had sex. Say what you want about how the church only preaches sex, drugs, and alcohol to kids. Like, yeah. and, and that it's the big three. Yep. Of course. It's been instilled in me as, from a young child, from my family, and from my church, that sex is for marriage. Yes. Yeah. And, and and granted, I know, like, not this is not a pat on the back to me. Like, I know I'm a unicorn, right? Like, I, it doesn't happen very often at 33 years old. It's also why I'm kind of for this whole getting married at a somewhat younger age, right? If if the Bible says if you can't control your urges, get married. Yeah. Like that's part of what marriage is for, is to have a, a biblical and godly outlet for these desires. But why at fourth grade? Yeah. And again, biblically speaking, going back to the very beginning, what did Satan want to do? He wanted to destroy the God's biblical union, man and wife. And from there, he wanted to destroy the family structure. And he's been at it ever since. And it is so prevalent, especially today, because the the end is coming. I firmly believe Satan is well aware of this, Mm -hmm. and he is taking full-fledged everything he possibly can. So he is going to destroy the family unit. And we've seen that. Even just, I mean, throughout history, yes, but even within the past 50, 60, 70 years, uh, just downfall. Being aware. Yeah. Being aware. I mean, looking at our spiritual warfare, looking, we are at war. I always go back to, it's Alistair Begg. He was born in the uh, the early 40s, uh, World War II. And so it was like 19, 1946, 1947. And he remembers growing up, whenever whenever something somebody would say, man, I'd, I'd really like some sugar, or man, I'd really like tea, or something like that, he would answer, or the answer back would be, well, yeah, that would be nice, but don't you know we're at war? Uh, don't you guys know that we are at war? So we see these these things going on around us. We see these casualties hitting. And what are we going to do about it? And that, that's the important part. What are we going to do about it? We need to expose it. And so uh, to name names, we, we can do that so that the rest of us know, one, number one reason, if there are people teaching in the church, teaching that this is okay, teaching these false doctrines, it is okay to say these people are teaching wrong things that is where biblically speaking you we we out them publicly what what's that word called when you confront someone publicly you uh paul did it to peter confront you confront somebody and you 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 do it in public uh when they are doing what they're they're doing in public so the stephen furtick's the uh, Joel Osteen's. Joel Osteen's. You confront them publicly. That, that's what we're doing. So looking so, at even the world, we are exposing it publicly so that our brothers and sisters in Christ see it. And even the ones that are not yet our brothers and sisters, prayerfully and hopefully that they, they come to know that Christ is their Lord and Savior, we incline their ears. God inclines their ears and that they listen yeah. and that they are swayed and that they hear it. Absolutely. And... and- I, in this fight, in this stage, people who are not Christians, I want to unify with them on this too, though, right? I, I think. Not, you know what I mean when I say that, unify yeah. with them. Because I, I do think this should, I hope, hit people who are not believers as hard as it hits us. Because it, it should be, you would think, your quote-unquote good people, moral people that aren't necessarily Christians should be outraged by this as well. Yeah. So yeah, in that scenario, yeah, I'll, be, I'll share a country with those people. I don't want to share a country with these people, and and if and I'm not I'm not going to jump on and, and name all these names that are in this list. If you want to jump on the DailyWire.com and look up for this article, this article is called Third Grader Summer Camp Teaches Gender as a Spectrum Using Condoms." That's the name of the article. It's by uh, oh Myrid Elordi. We'll go with it. Um, <laughs> but it was written March 9th, so you have to go back a little ways. But uh, jump on Daily Wire if you want to see the list of names of the people running this place. I. I Yes, we should expose them, but also we need to kind of protect ourselves a little bit on this because yeah. this is over the airwaves, and I don't want to. Well, I'm not calling for any kind of violence on these people. I just no, no, no. Want we're exposing so that knowledge-wise, we know yeah. we and how do we fight? For one, we know the enemy. The enemy is Satan. We know his tactics. 
once we know the enemy and we know his tactics, we are better equipped and suited to fight. That is it. That is it. We need to be prepared. We can't fight the same way he fights. We fight with the word of God. We fight with truth. But we need to be prepared for what he is willing to do. And he is willing to do literally whatever it takes to take you with him. Yeah. And so, uh, Romans chapter 1, starting verse 24. Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to a dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. Nature And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manners of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. It can go on. Verse 32, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Literally, that is everything that we just read and we went through today. Yeah. God has given them up to a debased mind. And even looking at, historically, biblically, looking at Noah, God gave them up to a debased mind. And who was left? Noah, his sons, his wife, and his daughter-in-laws. That was it. And it wasn't until Methuselah died, then the rains came. We are in a time where the sons and the daughters of God were, were it. And... When Christ comes back and we are called to his glory, we know that the end is coming soon. I mean, they've been preaching it. Paul has been preaching it. All of the apostles have been preaching it since Christ ascended into heaven. We are almost, literally, we are almost exactly 2,000 years at that point. I mean, we, we, we structured our whole timing based on Christ's death, AD, right? Yeah. After death. So we are at 2022. Well, Christ had 33 years of ministry. We are almost at the literal 2,000-year mark. No idea what's going to happen then. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. But we know that it is... Well, just, just real quick, too. AD actually is Anno Domini, which is the year of our Lord. Well, yeah. But so it's everybody knows what it death. is. Anyway. Yeah. Just, well, just because someone will no, I, us on yeah, that. Yeah, I appreciate but, that. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for my last one? My last story on this overarching theme of just nastiness evil evil we are exposing evil yeah. that's what we're doing that, that that's gonna be the name of this episode exposing evil exposing evil so uh just real quick just a little behind the scenes we are not gonna get into uh <laughs> <laughs> we are not gonna get into verses out of context we will save that for next week because we have a decent amount there and we're already going long and there's no way we'd get to all of it because I got like seven verses. Austin's got a few. Yeah. And we just got a lot to talk about there as well. I'm sure we'll have thoughts. So we're going to take another week, prepare for that a little bit more. No big deal. This is cool. Like, let's get going. Next one. Here we go. Headline from the Daily Wire. And again, you're going to hear me say the Daily Wire a decent amount. I, a couple of these articles were from the New York, uh, not New York Times, uh, Washington, oof, Washington Examiner. Okay. I had an article from the USA Today that I used for this. I had an article from the, um, I think it's the Daily Mail. Da- uh, hang on, what is this? What is, which one is this one? Yeah, Daily Mail UK, uh, the, the, okay, uh, the yeah. United Kingdom. So I'm not just using a conservative website to get these articles and, and like trying to be biased. Right. I am very biased in this. Don't get me wrong. I want no unity with these people. Biblically, we're biased. But, Amen, brother. But... Just know, like, I'm not just, I'm reading it from other places, too, and I got the Twitter, like, you come to me if you want sources, I will give you sources on this, not just from the conservative Daily Wire, all right? These are real things, you can look them up yourself. Anyway, headline from the Daily Wire says, quote, there is no coexisting with evil like this. Leading Children's Hospital offers advice for boys to tuck their genitals out of sight. So here we go. Let's dive into this article real quick. And I'm just going to read some of this article verbatim. We'll discuss it. Doran Bircher Children's Hospital in Portland, which is in Oregon, 
It bills itself as Oregon's top-ranked children's hospital, boasts a quote-unquote gender clinic, which offers advice for safe tucking of a boy's genitals out of the way that can make the genital area look smoother and flatter, as well as a referral to a s- referral to a sex-positive shop. I, I, I just want to, well, I'm going to restart that sentence, because I'll, I'll tell you where the quotes start, because they're quoting directly from the handout, from the PSA, directly from, from a children's hospital. Here we go. As well as a referral to a, quote, sex-positive shop in Portland. They sell gender-affirming clothing items, as well as sex toys, videos, and more. Mm. They're referring children to a basically an adult bookstore yeah. that sells clothing designed to make boys look less like boys. And clothing to make girls look less like girls, I'm assuming, where they, you know, bind their breasts and, and you know, basically make themselves flat-chested or sell underwear that has a bulge in it to make it look like they have, you know, male genitals. But I digress. The resource on safe tucking from the gender clinic states, quote, safe tucking. What is tucking? And again, I'm sorry, guys. This is, this is gross. This is not something I want to talk about. But here we are. I'm doing it anyway. It's my show. It's Austin's show. We do again, why are we doing this? <laughs> We're exposing evil. Also, I'm sorry. I, I lighten it with making stupid jokes. It's fine. Because I'm annoyed. A little levity goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Quote, safe tucking. What is tucking? Tucking is moving the penis, testicles, or both out of the way. This makes the genital area look smoother and flatter. Tucking can reduce any concerns you have about your body, how your clothes fit, and how safe you feel in public. People of all genders can tuck. Do you, do you hear that line? It doesn't even make sense. People of all genders can tuck. There are several... Quote, requote, whatever. There are several different methods of tucking. The information below helps you tuck in ways that are safe for your body. This PSA, this public service announcement for boys to tuck their genitals, and I don't, it's not really age specific, but whatever, gives them step-by-step instructions and various different ways to tuck their genitals, to hide their penis from their underwear, from, from their clothing. The handout cautions, quote, oh, real quick, this, uh, th- this PSA was done in partnership with the Oregon Health and Science University Transgender Health Program. The OHSU logo is emblazoned on the safe tucking handout. So the Oregon Health and Science University Transgender Health Program, a program that really shouldn't exist, Mm-mm. was highly involved. Higher education. Guys, This these, these are people who are quote-unquote highly educated. These are the leaders in universities. These are the leaders in medicine. These are the leaders in... You know, Hollywood, the, these leaders in academia, all of these people have quote unquote authority or influence over everybody else in some way or another. Doctors have authority over people, right? Because they're 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 trained to give medical advice, to save lives, to to, you know, treat wounds and illnesses and diseases. But apparently they're also in the business of sexualizing your children because they're telling them how to tuck their genitals safely. The resource, quote. A note on the words we use, because again, these people hate the truth. It says, this information uses words penis, scrotum, and testicles. We know that you may not use those terms or identify with them. We use them here to refer to body parts that people with tucking needs have, while understanding, understanding these words are not for everyone. Guys, we're just being, po- we're just being inclusive here, guys. We're just being inclusive. Whew. <laughs> And you know what? And and I'm just going to keep reading because, again, I want you all, I I feel like I've been pretty, we both been pretty open about how evil this is and and being very open about what is happening and being graphic. But maybe it's a little bit for shock value. I don't know. But I'm hoping it shocks you into some sort of action or some sort of like, at very least, awareness of what we're dealing with here. The resource advises, quote, it is best to tuck for the first time when you are planning to be at home. This keeps you from stressing about having to get it right the first time. It's also easy to learn what your body needs to be comfortable when you tuck. Choose a method that feels comfortable for you. There are two main ways to do it, with tape and without. It continues that, quote, putting your testicles inside your body is not for everyone. Before offering instructions on how to do it, by guiding the testicles into the inguinal inguinal canals, inguinal canals, this can feel strange at first, possibly even uncomfortable. You should not feel faint or nauseated or have extreme pain. If you do, if you do, take a break and try again later. 
Dear Jesus. If you feel nausea or extreme pain or you feel like you're going to faint, take a break and try again later. Medical doctors are saying these things to your children. Who can you trust at this point? I mean, when Twitter is banning people for calling a man a man, when the NCAA is allowing a man to compete against women, who, by the way, there's a biological advantage there. Duh. That is not controversial. Up until five minutes ago, that was scientific. Yeah. There are biological advantages to being a man. Yeah. When it comes to strength and muscle mass and tone and... Center of gravity. Center, yeah. Just, guys, I I don't know if you all know this or not. And and if you do know this, you might need to be reminded, men and women are different. (laughs) God God designed it that way. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I don't, I don't remove Christianity from this or God's design from this. But if if you just look at it from a purely scientific standpoint, div- take away God for, for just a second in your mind when looking at this and say, scientifically, men and women are different. Bill Nye, the science guy, up until five minutes ago would have said the same thing, and he is not a Christian. Well, and it all goes back to, okay, depending on what, however you look at Earth, old Earth, new Earth, whatever – uh, we we look at New Earth. So, record like John Cooper said, the past recorded history five thousand years, five thousand years of human recorded history. It has been this way, and then within yeah. the past what couple years, all literally of a sudden, five minutes, like someone, yeah. we don't know who that someone is, has all of a sudden decided, you know what? No, we can do whatever we want. We can be a man or a woman or whatever or or a, or a baby. We can be a baby if we want. I'm I'm 27 years old. <laughs> I identify as a two-month-old. When the gender bathroom issue first, gender-neutral bathrooms first, like, became a thing, I, I can't remember what year it was, but I was still working in a high school in South Carolina, and <laughs> I, I looked at my teacher that I was working with, I said, yeah, okay, all right, if let, let's go this route. I am now a, a Tibetan spider monkey. I identify <laughs> as a Tibetan spider monkey. I can defecate where I want and throw it at whom I want, because <laughs> I am identifying as that. Is that an absurd example? Absolutely. But that is honestly no more absurd than me saying I'm a woman. Period. That is no more absurd. Granted, a woman is the same species as me, and I'm not a, I'm not the same species as a Tibetan spider monkey. But the level of absurdity is the same. In no way, shape, or form. I can't remember if it was Cooper that, that mentioned this today. And, and again, the sound. if you listen to John Cooper's podcast that he put out today, um, Cooper Stuff, which I highly, highly, highly recommend... Um, that's a godly man. It, Go it's, listen to it's, him. <laughs> it's gonna sound like I'm copying him, but I promise you, my rant I had in my mind before I listened to that today. Yeah, but you may not believe me. I don't care. <laughs> but no, legitimately, like it's fine. Whatever. But I think it was him that that said when when Rachel Levine dies and we bury Rachel Levine. Oh no, it was Matt Walsh that it said was Matt this. Walsh, yeah. Matt Walsh said this about Leah Thomas, the yeah. the, the trans uh, swimmer. Yeah. When Leah Thomas dies and they bury him with a monument to the, being the greatest woman athlete of, women's athlete of all time. And in a thousand years, if we're still here, they go and dig up Leah Thomas's bones. They're going to be very confused as to why a man yep. is labeled as the greatest women's athlete of all time. Because guess what? You can tell by the bones if they're a man or a woman. Yep. By the bones. God willing, we will not be here by <laughs> Well, I mean... <laughs> Here's to the fact that you and I definitely won't be. <laughs> you know, cheers to that. New but, heaven, new earth. <laughs> but yeah, they're going to be sorely confused. And e- even in a hundred years, when they dig up someone's bones and they wonder, well, how is this person a woman? When we know for a fact by the bones, they were a, they were a male. They were a man. It is ingrained in every fiber of our being, our our sex, our gender. What are we, male or female? Two options. So you know what? I, I think I've gotten my point across. Uh, one more little. Thing again because they're sexualizing our kids beyond just this gender confusion. The handout warns: "Quote, once the testicles are tucked, pull the penis back between your legs. If you find yourself getting aroused, take a break and try again later. An erection will make it impossible to tuck." What? These, Why? These kids? That that? Okay. Look, we've been very honest on this episode on this podcast. During puberty, that happens a lot. It does for a guy. As a guy, you know this. As a girl, maybe you don't know this or haven't experienced it from like a your sons or your whatever. It happens a lot. Okay, it just does. Nothing we can do about it when we're going through that. Your 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 three, four, five, six year old should not know what an erection is. No, 
You should have. You should get a very awkward question from your four or five year old daddy. What happened? What What is this? What What? Why Why is this happening? Should be a very awkward question. The dad, as the as the head of the household, says that's something we'll talk about when you're older, right? <laughs> maybe I don't know. If they're asking the question, let's dive into. I mean, it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but you know what I mean, though. Yes. That is for the dad. That's for mm-hmm. the father, the head of the household, the spiritual leader. Yes. To have that conversation about erections and about what that means. All right, five year old son, let's talk about circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, yeah, that is what that's for. That is that's whose job it is. It's not these quacks in Oregon to bring this up. These people are sexualizing our kids. And I want to I'm gonna read a tweet from a guy named Say Quay Not Quay. I don't know who this person is. He's got a blue check mark, so it must be important from Twitter. But I actually like this tweet. He 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 posts a picture of of the flyer that was handed out by by talking about tucking that has all the quotes that I've read plus more and visual diagrams of how to do it. Visual diagrams. Now, of course, they're hand-drawn. It's not like child porn. But you get the idea here. <laughs> but he tweets this out, and he says, This is truly the death knell of you do you and I'll do me. Liberalism. So this idea of being liberal with in, in social ideas, social context. There is no coexisting with evil like this. This ends when they lose. Period. Yeah. As Christians... Men, as fathers, this war does not end until this ideology is defeated. And everyone that subscribes to it is defeated along with them. Whether that is God willing, they come to repentance and they come to faith in Christ. Whether that's they get thrown in jail. Or whether that's they just realize we're not going to win this and they give up and move on to something else. In which case we'll deal with that issue. This is not a time for unity, kumbaya, live at peace with all men. This is a time to fight, to say, we are, we are not united with these people, with this ideology, with, these, with, with this nonsense, with this pure evil. We are not going to sexualize our kids. Mm-hmm. We're not going to allow the public school system, these public summer camps, these doctors, these theologians, or not theologians, these uh, uh, professors and these academics, and, and we're not going to let these people brainwash our children into thinking, one, I can be whatever gender I want, Two, masturbate as much as I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want. Or And three, have sex with whenever I want, whoever I want, as often as I want, as young as I want. I'm going to go on the record and say this, and then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. Gonna stop. <laughs> you- and we'll keep talking about other things. I don't know what we're going to do. But- I, I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I mentioned it toward the beginning of this that this matters because it's a slippery slope. And I'm tired of people not uh, of discounting slippery slope arguments because every slippery slope that we have been sounding the alarm about has come true. The next part of the slippery slope in this argument is the normalization of pedophilia. We're already seeing some of that. I'm not going to get into all that. There are uh, th- there's a new term that is starting to get some traction. Not a lot, thank thank God. But the fact that it's getting some traction is very concerning and is the next step in this slope. It is the next slip downward. And it's this, it's the acronym MAP. There, there is a movement, and you can look this up. I'm not just making this up whole cloth. There is a movement to destigmatize pedophilia and destigmatize sexual predators and people who are pedophiles. That movement wants to identify them as MAPs, aka minor attracted people, people that are attracted to minors. And they want to essentially classify that as a sexual orientation. Just as they se- as they identify bisexual, asexual, trans, pan, heterosexual, homo- whatever prefix they put on the word sexual, they want to make minor attracted person or minor attracted people a sexual orientation. They're not, for the most part, I have seen some of this just doing some research, they're not necessarily calling for the decriminalization of actual pedophilia where they actually commit acts against children, but there are people that are advocating for that. For the most part, they say, well, we still don't want them to actually touch the kids or do anything to the kids, but it's okay that they like them. And it's fine that they're, we, like, we don't need to stigmatize that attraction or that desire. Guys, you mark my words. If, if the Lord, through us, through his church, even through people who are not believers, because he will use the unbelievers as well to further his purpose. We see that all throughout scripture. Providing the Lord working in our lives throughout the church and through non-believers to shut this down, that's the next step here. Five, ten years from now, we're going to look back and we're going to be like, how in the world did we get here? 
Because I'm looking at that right now, thinking, how in the world did we get here when five minutes ago it was not controversial to say that men are not women and women are not men, and they are different? The reason being is because we did not have enough Christian men with the balls to stand up and say no. Or they're tucking him. <laughs> there it is. He, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, oh, man. the generation before us, there was not enough biblical strong men to stand up and say, no, this is evil. We will not let this and, come And I put, I put some of the blame, uh, obviously, on the men, uh, but I put it on the American church as a whole, yes. the Western church as a whole. I, I put the blame on your, your Stephen Furtick's, your Benny Hens, your Kenneth Copeland's, your... your you're, uh, oh, who's the guy? Bethel. I forget his name. I don't even care. <laughs> He's whatever. But people not talking about this. Yeah. And filling their churches with feel-good messages and prosperity gospel and you be you, I'll be me, God loves us all, that message that there's some truth in it, but they're not telling the whole truth. They're distracting the bride of Christ from the true war that is going on. Right. And and I don't know necessarily. I, I'm not sitting here saying that Stephen Furtick would say this is okay. Right. I'm not saying that. I don't know. But what I'm saying is he is not preaching truth enough, and people like him are not preaching truth enough to where people become aware of this and then find a way to make a stand. Weakness, Christian weakness, the weak church here in the West, the weak men here in the West are not getting fed and they're not standing up and they're not strong enough to say, hey, this is wrong. So they put their head in the sand and pretend it's not happening. And that's how we get here is we put our head in the sand and we pretend it's not happening. Granted, we know things are going to get worse. And people use this as an excuse. Things are going to get worse, right? The world's just going to keep going downhill, going downhill. And I understand that. I get it. He read from Romans 10, like, yes, things are going to get worse. doesn't mean we put our head in the sand and let it happen. Yep. We fight. We fight like hell to keep it from happening. We expose it. But we're not doing that. This episode may not even make it to air or make it taken down within five minutes of going up. I don't know. I, who listens to us at this point? I was going to say, that, like, would, that, would, that would incline someone has to listen to right. us. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, anyway, my five or ten minute rant has turned into an hour. <laughs> Austin, what you got for me, buddy? Make me feel better. <laughs> How about some scripture? How about some scripture to pour over us? Something to look forward to. Yeah. So yeah, looking at Revelation, most time people look at Revelation for, you know, the end times. But I'm going to go to the end of the end times where things are perfect. So chapter 21, Revelation, the new heaven and the new earth. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away, and he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Revelation 22, starting verse 1. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, brightest crystals flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city also, on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. 
Amen. So just kind of a little something to look forward to. Yeah, <laughs> we are all looking forward to. So I kind of want to end with a challenge um, that I that we posted to our Rooted in Logos Facebook page uh, a few days ago. Uh, it was in response to the Leah Thomas story. Uh, it, was a, it was a post by Owen Strachan. We just shared it. So these are his words, not ours. But it's a challenge. And, and, and I just want to... I want to say before before I do this, one of the reasons why this worked me up so much, and one of the reasons why this episode took full, took shape the way it did and, and did not go as we had planned uh, today. I had planned on talking about this for a few minutes, but not the entire time. But the reason why I'm so hot and bothered by this and so passionate about this is because they're, they're attacking our kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I don't have kids, but like they're attacking our kids. They're, they're attacking the most innocent. Innocence. Of of the human race, and we have weak men in the church, in the West as a whole, outside of the church. We have weak men that won't do anything about it. What men? Where? And so my challenge is a couple is twofold here. It's to men to to stand up for your kids, be the leader your kids deserve, the one they need. Show them. That, look, when they get to be old enough and they can understand some of these things. Show them what we're up against and say, this is wrong. You're going to encounter some of this, but this is wrong. And here's why it's wrong. And give them that foundation and that, that, that just solid biblical knowledge and, yeah. and ability to say, yeah, no, we're not going to go that direction. How does this battle get won? Obviously, with the help of the Lord. Like that, that is first and foremost. I'm not dismin- diminishing that. It is impossible to win this battle without him. And honestly, we're not going to win fully win this battle until the end. Yeah. That Austin just read about. But how do we win this battle? How how do we how do we stop this ideology from taking place? We train up our the next generation to stop it. At this point, my generation, Austin's generation, we're not going to stop it. We're just not. We're holding ground. We're holding ground for the next generation. That's it. We are going to do our best to, like you said, hold the ground and hold the line. Yeah. But we're not going to stop it. We have to train up our, our the next generation, your sons, your daughters, to say, we're not going to stand for this. Yeah. Well, and it is not taking the cop out of, oh, well, this is how it's supposed to be, as in, okay, yes, the end is coming. No, you do what you've been commanded to do. You stand for truth, you expose darkness, and you fight against darkness. And you do that until your last breath, until you, God calls you. You do home. it, and, and you do it in love, mm-hmm. but with ferocity. Yes. You with do the it. the power of <laughs> the king of the universe. You do it with a battle cry that will sh- make the demons quake and tremble. And be like, oh, wow, we awoke a giant here. We may have screwed this one up. On his breath, on his lips are the name of Yahweh. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, that, that's the only way this this happens, is if we train our next generation and we say, hey, di- I'm drawing the line right here, mm-hmm. and we're not passing this line, and in fact, my ne- my ne- the, the people behind me are going to push that line back the other direction. And, and that's the scary part. Okay, looking at the next generation, as my kids, as scripture calls, my children are arrows. They are arrows in my quiver. What do you do with arrows? You shoot them. And We had a great sermon that uh, I'll never forget that that our pastor entitled shoot the kids shoot the kids <laughs> shoot the yeah. kids yeah as in arrows you're shooting your children and that refers back to even uh spiritual warfare with your equipment you know the the things that you use to fight with and the, the one of the things that people neglect to talk about you know they talk about the shield and the sword and it's great but they forget the extra weapon and it is the the, it is your children. It is you, the arrows. Yeah. And it's not that you're shooting them at people, but what happens is once my kids are grown and they are ready to move out on their own, I shoot and I release. And what happens is if they have accepted Christ and they are living for God, they are shot out in front of me. And when they hit, they form a new line. And it is no longer the line that is where I am at or behind me, but they are advancing. Yeah. And it is a very terrifying scary thought that I am using my children to advance the line. Yeah. But that is putting putting them on the front lines. That is what I, mean, I that's am what to happens. do. It, when they are out of your house. And I, obviously I'm not a parenting expert here. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think Austin would say he's a parenting mm, expert. He's uh-huh. got four kids, right? But hey, I got the number right this time. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
we are sending them to the front lines. We're yeah. sending them into battle yeah. when they're ready. Mm-hmm. And that is the that is that is the the, the the goal of a man. Yes. So I'm talking to men for a minute. This is the goal of the man to train your kids to put them on the front lines of battle. Because yeah. that is what is happening. Is that your mentality? Do, do you really? I mean, honestly, exposing them to this sort of thing in a controlled setting where you can speak truth to these lies this is when they evil. are ready, that is the way we fight this. That is not throwing them it. into public schools. Get your kids out of the government schools. Yeah. I, period. Yes. This is not throwing them into the wolves. This is taking the time now at a young age to train them to get them spiritually mature. Obviously, God has to work in that situation. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's fully on you as a, as a dad to make them believe and make them you know, live a, a, a godly life. That's yeah. not on you. Your job is to train them to, to be able to do so. Give them the tools to equip them. God has to do the rest. Yeah. But do your job. So I'm going to leave with this quote from Owen Strachan before we, before we wrap up here. He says, America is failing her daughters. Where are the men who will speak against this in love? And again, this is in reference to Leah Thomas winning the NCAA, cha- NCAA Women's Swimming Championships. But it goes deeper than that, okay? But he's referencing specifically this. But anyway. How on earth is a man being allowed to dominate women's swimming? How is he allowed to enter the locker room of women where they are changing, exposing himself? What has happened to the sane people in this society? Why are fathers not calling a halt to this? Fathers, stand up, all caps, stand up for your daughters. Mm -hmm. Strong, godly men and all strong men in society must speak. We must risk it all. We must protect the women and children, the women and children. We must stand against ideology. In love, we must speak the truth. We cannot be silent. And by the way, men, if you send your wife to speak for you and suffer in your place, you're you're a coward. coward. Amen. Also, pick up the book he wrote. On transgenderism, <laughs> link link on our link on our shared page. <laughs> Stand up, like expose un- the darkness. Expose the darkness. I I, I would want to know, and and I'm going to challenge issue a challenge to our listeners here. Out of the four stories I br- that we brought up today, out of the four stories we mentioned, five including the the one that's happening in the camp that's happening in June here in Indiana. Out of these stories, I want to know. Comment on our on our Facebook page or Instagram page, but preferably probably Facebook. Comment on our Facebook page on the episode when it releases on Wednesday morning, after you listen to it. How many of these stories had you heard of? How many of these stories were you aware of? Yeah. Were you aware that a man was dominating women's swimming? I mean, probably, because that's been all over the news. Yeah. Were you aware that Time Magazine named a man one of the women of the year in 2020? And were you aware that Big Tech has censored people who say that he is a man and have blocked their accounts and banned him? Are you aware that there are sex camps, sex education camps, sexy summer camps for children in Kentucky, in the mountains of Kentucky, not just in San Francisco, in the mountains of Kentucky? We're Southern Indiana. We're a couple hours away from that. Yeah, exactly. Want to go protest? Uh, I want to do a lot of things. <laughs> are you, are you, were you aware? Were you aware that a children's hospital that is whole existence should be to treat medical conditions of children. Mm-hmm. Treat broken arms, treat bumps and bruises, treat cancer, treat scoliosis, list the, list the diseases A to Z, that they're supposed to treat them medically. That a children's hospital in the United States is teaching children, young children, how to tuck their genitals and hide them from people. Not like hide them as in we don't show our genitals because we're being modest. Hide them as in like they don't exist. Yeah. Like, I have, I'm smooth down there because I don't like them, or I think I'm a girl. <laughs> How, I want to know. I, I, I mean, I'm being serious. I want you to tell us. Comment. Tell us. Tell us what you've heard of. Tell, tell us if you're aware. Be honest with us. Be honest with yourself. Were you aware these things were happening? Give us some feedback. Yell at us for talking about this for an hour. I don't care. <laughs> I make no apologies for this episode. None. So, As in the, in the immortal words of John Cooper. Zero cookies given. Zero cookies. No, zero poops given. He started with cookies. He, no, he wa- he doesn't want woke cookies. He oh, that's to, right. Yeah, he doesn't want woke yeah. cookies. He he, ha- but he gives zero poops. Yeah, there you go. So zero poops given about your anger towards us for talking about this. <laughs> so I, I don't know this. I mean, I think this was kind of a god-led episode because this is not where we were going. It was this, not. This is not. <laughs> it was not my intentions at all. I wanted a little moment of just like relieve the stress off my brain from reading these this week. Um, turned into the whole episode. I'm yeah. okay with it. Um, Holy Spirit led. So uh, give us some feedback. 
and uh, and just the normal spiel because I kind of have to, or else it doesn't feel like I've completed this episode. Uh, give us a like on Facebook. We're up to seventy two. Hey, so we're trying to get to a hundred, and we're gonna do something cool once we get to a hundred. So share us, share yeah. the page, share each episode, share this episode. I, I, for what it's worth, I think this is a important episode. Maybe one of the more important ones we've done. To be maybe, honest with maybe you, we'll boost this one. Yeah, maybe so. So share us. Throw us out there. Put our names out there. You know, I'll, I'll, have my, I'll have my name attached to this. I'm good with it. And leave us a five-star review on Apple if you can. And give us some subscribes on, on all the, wherever you get your podcast. We are on all the platforms. So, yeah. for now. <laughs> anyway, we're excited for next week, episode 56. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to our discussion on verses taken out of context. And, and we'll kind of dive back into that. Because that is also, that kind of goes along with this. And, like, it all goes hand in hand. It all works together yeah. to have a good, strong solid base of knowledge and base to, to, to or foundation to stand on when things get yeah. tough. And when nonsense like this mm-hmm. gets put into our heads, we have a strong foundation to say, Hey, this ain't right. This is not I'm not right. standing for it. So it goes hand in hand. Yeah. So learning how to read scripture, learning how to interpret scripture is just as important as standing up against this nonsense. Because yeah. if we don't know how to do scripture, read it, interpret it and interpret it properly. We're not going to know how to stand up against this stuff. Yeah. So, We'll get back into that next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. Uh, Until we see you all next week, stay stay rooted. rooted.